Salut Jurassic fans, this is the 39th episode of your podcast, the Jurassic fans are as a nerd pod. I'm Daniel, your host, and this is the man who learned with Dr. Sarah Harding that you can use detergent as shampoo, Matthew Millen. Hello, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen. Daniel, good sir, how are you today in this scorching afternoon? And once again, we have a bit of a difference in the weather because uh, <laughs> I'm having to deal with the freezing cold where I am. So, yeah. Oh, fuck you. I would say the same if I believed in luck because uh, I don't like to do with cold. No, no, no. Oh, well. Let's, let's change places. You come suffering yeah. and I'll go freeze myself. Within a week, we'll be complaining again. <laughs> Probably. Because we are human beings, that's what we are. We create parks full of uh, genetically modified monsters and we complain. So that sums up human nature. Very good. Right? I mean, yeah. Jurassic community, we have a very special episode for you. As you may have seen on our Instagram page. Hey, wait. You don't know that we have an Instagram page? How so? How come we don't know that? Yeah, we do. Go check oh, that out. Busterous. <laughs> Fiddlesticks. So, yeah, we do. <laughs> Please, man, don't die. We have an Instagram page, and it's there with all of the ridiculous vids we have already recorded, and well, some other nice stuff for you. So go there. There are some memes as well because sometimes we are creative. So go there and follow us, please. Now we live. Now, uh, Ripper the Interrupter, he was kind enough to give this interview and talk to us about Vic Hoskins and his plans. So what do you think would have happened had Vic Hoskins' plan been successful and Jurassic fans? Well, check this out. We'll leave you mm -hmm. with Ripper the Interrupter. So what do we want to dive in first? Because there's a lot of different areas that I was thinking about. Um when it comes to Vic and like what he might've been involved in. So in the movie Jurassic world, um, he was definitely involved in some shady activities while he was, let's just say visiting the park because we don't really know what his business was there or, or, or do we, was he like, was like, I vaguely remember like what his position was. Um, like I know Owens and Claire's and stuff like that, but I don't think we were ever really given, or I'm, I might be mistaken, might have to fact check it, but, um, I don't think we were given a definitive position for Vic. Like, was he just visiting there? Was he like, you know, or like, well, yeah, definitely, um, a lot of food for thought. Uh, and, and most of what I got here and, uh, sent you as a script was actually that I got from a Jurassic fan. Uh, fandom on the weak fandom you see uh well first off as this is going for the podcast as well i wanted to know because when i suggested the idea for talking about what would have happened had any of these villains had been successful you chose vic hoskins why exactly vic hoskins why did i choose vic hoskins why because like outside of dr Wu, um vic hoskins seems so interesting to me because he seemed like the 
Dr. Wu of Jurassic World, even though Dr. Wu was like for Jurassic Park originally. Hoskins seemed more like the Dr. Wu that we had in Jurassic Park. Because notice how in Jurassic Park, Dr. Wu is that like background character. He's always making comments every now and then for the plot that means something. And then notice how in Jurassic World, they like kind of poke at the same type of character with, uh, with Vic in Jurassic World. How he just comes in every scene and he pokes fun at kind of like a later on event, you know, where he says like, well, hey, I'm warning you, like, we're going to use these raptors without your permission. And then later on, he does exactly that. It's almost like he's he's warning of a, warning us, the audience, of his inner evil, like of something that he will do. But you're kind of like laughing it off, like, ha, yeah, sure, like you won't. But then he actually does it and you're like, well, wait, yeah, he did kind of let us know that he was going to do that. So it's like, and I, I kind of, later on realize that parallel with Wu and with Vic because they both do that. They both, excuse me, say things in the beginning of the movie and they later on mean something. Like when uh, Wu and Ian are arguing back and forth and their kind of scenes interlock the whole movie. How Ian's chaos theory becomes valid the whole franchise and, you know, for the rest of the movie. And a lot of what Wu says means something as well about how like the raptors can't breed and then they end up breeding. So it's like, I wanted to dive into Vic because it was like, okay, well, we don't know much about him. And much like a lot of the dinosaurs where, and, and I feel like it's a common like problem production issue. I feel like in the franchise, like I know that Colin's got his hands full with a lot, but I think a common um, issue uh, that I've heard a lot of people complain about, not just myself, that I find a problem with the franchise is they'll bring in certain hybrids and then they'll just kill them off. And that's comparison with certain characters. Well, they'll bring them in, they'll just kill them off. And it's like, okay, well, we didn't really get to explore what that character was here for. It's just like, hey, let's bring it on for food for thought it's like why did you bring them on so it's a bit frustrating but it's like okay i get it it was um it was for the plot like this character was clearly just a plot device um which i think the franchise could use a bit of in dominion hopefully they do fix that where they don't just bring characters in the in the movie just to feed the plot they bring them more in to serve as a story filler you know, it's it's more of a character, not just a, okay, let's throw them in here just to support the plot. No, write a good plot, you know, <laughs> write a better plot and give us characters that, you know, are good. But so to answer your question fully and definitively, um, the reason why I chose uh, Vic is because we haven't really explored him. And I wanted to um, explore him. Uh, individually because I wanted to try to come up with some like obviously we can't create our own canon because then we would just sound delusional but um I wanted to try to see if there was some sort of theories we could come up with um to try to explain to the fans what might have what he might have done behind the scenes or where he might have sprouted from where he might have because think about it he knew about Owen's you know, Owen being in the Navy. So 
oh, who's this? Yeah, guy? he's about Basically, sometimes it sounds like a, he hired Owen because he knows so much about his background. Exactly. Exactly. And not only that, he did also have like a branch of, um, I think, military pull up on Jurassic World when he's on top of that mountain on the beach and there's like cars. So it seems to me like he's got some in the branch buddies, maybe, that came to Jurassic World to... Um, work on things or maybe these could be people from manticorp and maybe in other films will touch base with that like yeah by the way guys those people were manticorp oh by the way these people were biosyn like maybe they were working with someone else in jurassic world and then didn't know about it and the reason to explain why they were able to pass under the radar was because they were just there to help Hoskins, so they didn't question these random ass people that were there. And I think it's possible because if you think about it, I mean, like, think about the average daily theme park. Like, you're not checking in with who's there, you know? Like, the, the, the average, like, freaking terrorist could probably pass through Disney World and, and then we wouldn't know. Like, that's just an example. But, you know, I'm just saying, like, you don't know the character of each person passing through these resorts and because jurassic world slash jurassic park is a theme park you don't know who could have been there that day any one of the men could have been a imposter let me stop anyway any one of those characters could have been some references in here <laughs> the references yeah any one of those characters could have been from you know from from manticorp or biosyn or some other you know made up organization that you know the jurassic world series will create <laughs> yeah but that's something so great that it can they can do for the next movie can you imagine that like some flashbacks with the last movies and like all of them happens to be intertwined and what which reveal then that they all work for i don't know biosyn i hope because uh, i'm a huge fan of the novel so i yeah. hope biosyn is really huge in the next flick yes yeah, I'm I'm really a big fan of the novels as well, and you know the 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 um, corporation Biosyn has come up a lot as the as the you know protagonist of InGen. <laughs> Let's say that um, because of InGen's whole you know uh, motto of you know creating the world to be a better place and and advancing their you know uh, you know weapons or well, not even weapons but just their 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 product you know things like that um because in the novels they didn't just do like um biology you know from what i remembered there was a bunch of different like posters and even things that i saw around the different like fandom of um like they were doing um well i saw well, not really commercial but it was like a a, a thing that i think uh bd wong the actor he did a little skit in where it was like the engine like kind of commercial thing and it was like uh kind of like ksi and age of extinction like you know ksi we make the world and it's kind of like a little commercial skit thing and it kind of reminded me of that but it was with dr wu and he was explaining why engine you know the the behind the scenes of like the company how it became to be action with john like everything like what they do you know adapting the world and it's like 
I agree with you. I, I hope that's something they do touch base with in Dominion. I really do hope we get a cute little skit of like what Biosyn is because it's like in the movies we're just seeing okay, well this is the company that made the you know the dinosaurs. This is the corporation that you know you know got the science out there and run their equipment. And I would like to see like it would be really cool as if like maybe some dinosaur test subjects like maybe locked in the basement or something and they break out biosyn they break out of it they break out of ingen or something. i think that would be cool just just you know to see and i mean that could be the main conflict of the next movie really because uh, i've seen some folks saying that um next movie is a bit contrived because uh we got guns so a whole spread of dinosaurs around the world seems a bit impossible first off yeah. people if you remember these movies have shown us that nothing is impossible and so had done this pandemic. Mm. I mean, we couldn't even control a bloody virus. Yes. You wouldn't be able to control dinosaurs. <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, and it's it, and and, a part of Ian's theory as well. Like, these are also animals. Like, with disease, that's a whole different ballpark we're in. But when it comes to, like, dinosaurs, these are creatures. These are, you know, animals. And nature is... As Ian says it, and, you know, it's even brought up in the novels, nature is unforgiving. So it will find a way to be, you know, or it won't be, you know, because the thing about it is what I mean by it won't be is a lot of people. I heard a lot of people, you know, even movie reviewers when Fallen Kingdom came out, um, they were criticizing like, um, whatchamacallit, uh, Mills for, uh, there's a certain part I have to show it to you later on in DMs, but I'm gonna I'm gonna clip it actually. But there's a certain part of this movie review that I was watching of Fallen Kingdom where they were criticizing Mills for thinking that they could use um, dinosaurs for war because well the dinosaurs it's unrealistic to use them for war because they would just die, you know, because they're so easy to kill. But the thing about it is, I mean, they literally tried to kill the Indominus Rex and she had impenetrable skin. And they literally shot her with a rocket launcher and she didn't die. So the fact of, oh, well, dinosaurs would just be really easy to kill. Well, no, they wouldn't. Because, I mean, you can't really even, you can't even really keep up with a T-Rex, but a T-Rex can keep up with you. I mean, so, I mean, you're pretty screwed there on the ground if you have a gun. And the thing about it is you need a certain type of gun in order to kill a T-Rex. And if you don't, well, hey, you know. You're basically McDonald's to the T-Rex, so I mean, prepare to die. So I mean, yeah, would be doomed for sure. And I mean, like now the technology is spread all over the world because uh, some dinosaurs were sold in the auction, and some DNA was sold to well, God knows who. Right, exactly, and and we see that at the very end of Jurassic World when uh, Ian is touching upon like our world has now become a Terra Nova. Welcome to Jurassic World. You know, like the, the dinosaurs are are now the new people. It's 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 the dinosaurs are the new things that we answer to because now they're in our world and we're going to be forced to coexist with them. And we're not going to dominate them. They're going to dominate us. Who's to say that they don't take back their world? I mean, it's literally in the, the one of the lines in the first movie. Um, God creates man. Uh, God creates dinosaurs. Um, God destroys dinosaurs, 
<laughs> God creates man. Man destroys God. Man creates dinosaurs. And woman inherits the earth. Woman inherits the earth. Exactly. And what Ellie was actually referring to was not women, because man as a whole means man and women and children, but women meaning Rexy. So, and, and actually film theory broke this down. Film theory actually spoke upon this line and was basically breaking down the line. And this meant that Rexy would be like the new God. Cause there was actually fun fact, a, like a, a scrapped script, you know, like we're not scrapped script, more of like a scrapped concept where like Ellie and Alan were like the, the, um, you know, uh, what is it? The Garden of Eden idea in the Bible, where like they were, John was the new god, and then when he had died off, it was like the Tyrannosaurus Rex was the new ruler. Because, well, think about it, on Nublar, she doesn't answer to anyone. And and fate has wielded it so that Rexy keeps living. Like, think about it, look at all the movies, she's made it out of very close calls. So it's like fate itself is wielding it that she is to live. Yes, she has had a lot of, she's had a bumpy ride, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, so, so back on topic, I, I think personally, the reason why I wanted to pick Vic though, is because I feel like there's a lot of different areas. I mean, if they choose to, because I mean, the franchise doesn't really seem set on certain characters it seems more of a driving point for the story it seems maybe we'll get some live action series that tap into certain origin stories like maybe more of alan and maybe more of certain characters maybe more of nick van owen probably some sarah harding something like that i think it would be really cool to get some even dinosaur origin stories maybe an origin story of the life of the indoraptor the spinosaurus rexy herself robbie roberta i think that would be cool but as far as hoskin goes i think we really have to break down well we just talked about what he might have been doing there and who he could have been working with but now we need to try to theorize what he could have been working on a lot of people have said, and I've even heard from Swerve's theory videos as well, shout out to him, um, that it could have been commissioned by Biosyn to create the uh, Scorpius Rex. So I'm thinking maybe what happened was maybe that's what Hoskins wanted to keep hush-hush during the movie of Jurassic World. Maybe he didn't want anyone else knowing about the Scorpius Rex. Maybe he was talking to Wu about paying him. Maybe that's why they were trying to hurry up and rush him out of there because they didn't want anyone to know what Wu had done. So he's trying to get him out of there because maybe Hoskins knew about the Scorpius Rex and he had basically told Wu, he was like, well, we're going to get you out of there. We're going to make sure you're compensated for but because Vic had been killed, maybe one of his men found him and they were like, all right, well, the plan's taking over. So we're just going to send you over to Mills. And so hence why we see Mills. Maybe Vic had already had contacts with Mills with this project. Maybe Mills was already doing this, let's say, dirty work behind Lockwood's back for years. 
and he was working with Hoskins. Maybe they met through a branch. Maybe they bumped into each other. And Vic being more of the outside guy, and he was more of the out, you know, even though he was inside of Jurassic World, he was like that out, you know, outline character. He was in the background and stuff like that. So maybe because they perceive, I feel like they perceived him to be this guy who, because he was perceived to be very anonymous, maybe he did, maybe he was around, maybe he was out and about. What do you think? Well, you see, uh, I guess, yeah, that could be the case. There could be working for Biosyn itself. And just for that, we got to look into his um, background as well. I got some, some stuff here that I got from the weekend. And on the fandom, there's this information coming from the Mathrani Global Corporation, um, the computer terminal. Mm. Apparently, you can there's a computer terminal there. And, well, there's some silly stuff, like if, you, if you're typing, it will display Pong. So um, great to see that they are working with something important like that. But also, it looked like he was the man who helped uh, clean the mask when in 2001, he was Sterosaurus, So we also know that. Yeah, he's, also, he's always the man to clean the mask. And also the man who recaptured uh, Roberta, the, uh, the Tyrannosaurus. You see here on week three, and I'll be publishing this book with writer folks, you'll see it on our, on our Instagram page. So Vic Hoskins posted these on on the note itself says, I was impressed with the team today. Hell, staring at seven Tom Pratter in the eyes is no easy job. You things are bigger than you'd expect. So yeah, it looks like he was the blade who recaptured the terror for us. Well, I mean, I was gonna say something though, because like many people have actually tried to use the wiki for uh, go-to source material thing. The wiki is more of a fandom. Like, I understand that point, like, you were just looking for information, and that's fine. And we don't really get in detail certain things. Like, I think they just recently updated the DPG from the last time that I was on there. They actually added different sections that you can look at now. Like, they added more of um, Sorna. They added more Nuclear-related stuff, which I, I'm actually thinking about dedicating a post to. And maybe a live one day where I just touch base with certain things. Maybe I can find more um, about Hoskins and stuff like that. Maybe I can find more Jurassic World related stuff. Um, and I can add it into a later episode and stuff like that. But I mean, I think as far as the wiki goes, it's not fully canon. So I don't really think we can fully take what it says seriously. Because the guy that runs it is very, I would say... It's it's his own perspective of what happens, and I don't really think we can take that, you know, fully serious well, because it's not the source yeah, material. It's literally that. It's just a fan. But you see, this is an, an outsource link that was there. Mm. And when you access that, you're redirected to the Mathroni backdoor. Mm. So you think that at least the Mathroni backdoor could be canon? Well, I definitely think the Mathroni backdoor could be canon because, I mean, Clayton uses it all the time. I think you have to punch in a certain code. As soon as you get into the code, it, like, you know, it allows you to access certain files, certain things. Well, the yeah, the terminal code was in Dominus, and then you can access these files here. 
Yes, because Clayton actually does a video on that, and he actually tells you what code to punch in. The code's been the same ever since, and you can literally punch in the same code. I gotta find the video, um, uh, just so that I can get the right code. And what I'll probably end up doing, as I said, is I'm I'm gonna dedicate a video just exploring the DPG, just exploring the different parts of Kane and the different parts that we can take seriously. Because I think, just a quick side note here. I think a lot of this fandom, the Jurassic community, I think a lot of people are starting to forget what canon means. Because, I mean, like, I see a lot of people using the fandom, the wiki, the other sources that aren't canon, and saying, okay, well, we can take this seriously just because someone said it. Well, because there's a different, you know, you know like, it's all, it's all, um, it's all different, you know, like the game canon is different from the movie canon. The movie canon is different from the book canon. I think a lot of people, they tend to say things like, oh, well, the book canon we can take seriously. But not really. Because, well, is Roberta the Red Rex? No, she's Roberta. You know, there were a lot of different concepts that were changed. And I think in order to understand this, we need to understand that these three canons are apart from each other. So just... I, I want to make that very apparent. I think a lot of people do that, and we can't exactly try to sell a point home if the canon that we're using is a mixture of all the different canons. Because as you can see in the story, what Spielberg and Colin do is they take the concepts from the game canon and from the novels, and they change it, they tweak it, and they make it to their own, and then they put it in the movie. So... And you can tell that they do this because you can tell that a lot of these scenes that they're doing are, um, and they even say this in the behind the scenes, they say, no, we've taken scenes and we've tweaked it, we've changed it, and this is actually a direct reference to this scene, what happened in the novel, or this scene in the, in the game, or this scene in, you know, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. So that's definitely how that works. But, I mean, as far as... And I'm pretty sure it was either Ludlow or I think it was Robert who hunted Robbie on Nublar. But as far as the Jurassic World story, I'm pretty sure um, it was the Jurassic World HCU team that hunted Rex down when she was on Nublar. When she was on the other side of the island, when she was malnourished, and they lowered her from a crane down into her paddock after she was sedated. Which my personal theory about that is, is, I think that I think that Vic was there the whole time. I think that he could have been kind of, you know, that spectator, or he was watching this whole part be born, and so maybe that's kind of why he knew all of this information. And there's only certain areas we can go. Like I said, like we could just theorize okay maybe he was there the whole time or maybe it was more of like he was a big old nerd or maybe a big old fan he was kind of like studying this from the sidelines or maybe we can even go as far as saying he worked from another company and he was another spy like um sammy or like someone else that you know has you know like those novel references where other people have been on the island and they weren't supposed to be and and much like those other you know poetry stuff on Newport as well in Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous. So I mean we can go any way we want to with these theories. That's the great part about theorizing. But we need to make sure that we have some some evidence off of um, 
you know, to back our theory. So I think what we should start to do is we should take a certain title of like what we think he could be. And then we have to start looking for different plausible facts of how he could be whatever we think he could be. Like, for instance, okay, well, what if we think Hoskins is a hunter? Well, what we need to do is we need to say, okay, does he have the physique? Does he have the strength? Does he have the background for being a hunter? And then another title could be, could he be in a branch of the military? Well, think about it. He does have contacts in the military. Maybe he served. Maybe, and he's built enough. You know, people, his, his build, you know, are able to be in the military. And because you're in the military, I've seen heavy set in the military. I have seen people heavy set in the military. Tongue twister here. <laughs> I've seen heavy set people in the military all the time and they've turned it into muscle in a matter of months because you're in a strict protocol. You know, in the military, you are under extreme harsh conditions, constant push ups, workouts. You're under training. You're, you're fighting wars. You're doing shit all the time. So, I mean, that, you know, flab, that flutter, that, you know, that, you know, that turns into muscle within months, you know? So, I think it's possible that maybe when he was in Jurassic World, he was in his, like, mad state where he kind of let himself go and maybe he was just caring about the big game, you know? The big, the big game plan. Uh, which was to release the Indominus Rex, because I think a lot of people were theorizing that when the movie came out, and I saw a lot of different theories that kind of, kind of like, I don't know, just like get more interested into the Indominus, because I heard a lot of people theorizing that Vic and Dr. Wu had something to do with why the Indominus was released. And maybe her intelligence wasn't fully her fault. Like, we perceived it that way as the audience, but in reality, man was the reason for letting her go. So maybe Wu or maybe Hoskins, they corrupted the system and they allowed her to leave. Well, you see, uh, maybe not about his, his physique, really, because uh, he's pretty uh, chunky. I mean, I can't say much because uh, I am as well. But you see... Well, just like Bucky Detroit, as I said here on the chat, something that we know about him is that he had a bio wolf and he was quite acquainted with animals. Not much of an animal lover, we would say, because well, animals didn't seem to like him back. And that's usually what happens when you love animals. But um, you would think that he was big in the army because, I mean, he had not much muscle. Yes, he did. As I said, yeah, he did have the physique for it. I mean, he looked like he just let himself go. So, I mean, I, I think <laughs> I think we found our answer. He, he must have been in some sort of branch of military. Maybe secret organization, I think, is even possible. Because, I mean, think about it. These guys were very, very aggressive. I mean, just look at the one scene when they were on the, the copter and they just shot down the dimorphodon. I mean, no remorse, no remorse behind his eyes. I mean, he'd probably see his puppy and just stab it. I mean, the guy was just all hard and aggressive, and they, they looked like, you know, your occasional secret organization douchebags. Like, he just picked up his gun and shot the demorphodon. No hesitation at all. It was just, and they didn't have trank uh, darts in it. And, uh, they didn't have trank darts in it as well. That's what Wu made it. Um, not Wu. 
Owen made apparent as well. He understood that the other people in Jurassic World, they weren't holding um, um, the park sedate, sedator guns. They weren't holding those type of tranquilizers. They were holding actual military-grade weapons. I mean, the guy, I think, that the guy with the bald head with the beard, he's in another movie. I think he's actually in John Wick, the same actor. And he's the guy that John Wick, he grabs his beard and then he puts the gun over top of his bald head and shoots him in the head, actually. I think it's the same actor. Because I paid close attention to the scene. Yeah, it's a pretty brutal death. Sorry, kids. But, um, <laughs> no, but, so, yeah, it's, I'm pretty sure it's the same actor. I gotta watch the movie again. Um, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I recognize him. You know, he seems pretty familiar. But anyway, um, the same guy that shoots the Morphodon. And uh, those, you know, even those people, they looked like they were in the military. And you know what it also reminded me of? That game that Clayton mentioned. I think it was a Nintendo Jurassic Park game where they're all in the helicopter and they go back to Newport. I think Sona it is. And they're like extracting information, or I think dinosaur DNA. I forget what it's called, but it's a Nintendo Jurassic Park game. I was just watching the video actually the other day. And I think maybe because of the franchise takes a lot of hard references to a lot of other material, I think it's possible that maybe we can assume that a lot of Wu, but uh, Big's character maybe was based off of an evil character from maybe like the toy line or maybe a game series. Like their original goal because what we can explore about woos or not woos i keep saying woo uh, about vic's uh, like whereabouts on the park is maybe he was there for the dna because think about it in fallen kingdom they were all about um selling the dinosaurs so maybe maybe vic wasn't even on the phone with woo maybe he was actually on the phone with mills so maybe they were doing a deal. Maybe they were talking about, maybe they weren't even talking about the, the Scorpius Rex, because think about it, they had it down in the basement in this, you know, ice capsule thing to keep it quarantined, basically, to make sure that it didn't get out because that's how aggressive it was. So I feel like, and what also doesn't make sense to me as well, is like what makes... The Scorpius Rex different from the Endoraptor. Because, I mean, the Endoraptor is very intimidating and very strong and very, like, scary. But, I mean, what makes the Scorpius Rex so powerful? Did Wu? Did Vic? Did, like, who made this thing? And do we know that Vic might have been part of the project as well? Like, maybe he pressured Wu, like, Vic pressured Owen about the Raptors. What do you think? Well, you see. Uh, knowing now what they were up to, and that Matrani probably knew nothing about the creation of Scorpius back, um, I'm sure that it was like because of the level of ferocity that that animal was tired. So, like, we had a, a Reaper than the Raptor, there was something for sure much more ferocious than, let's say, well, uh, in the Indominus in 2015. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe it was more controllable, let's put it like that. Because it was not as ferocious as the 750. Right. Well, I mean, the only thing about the Indoraptor, though, is that it was a big black cat. You know? It had a laser yeah. pointer and an annoying little ringer thing that made it go mad. 
but the thing about it, without that gun, you didn't really have any way to control this thing. So, without that gun, you were pretty much food. So, I mean, the Indoraptor, I would say, is more controllable than the Scorpius. But another question that comes up is, what if there's a secret enclosure down in the basement? Like, there was actually a part of New Blood that was explored in Jurassic Park where I played this game. Um, or not I played this game. It wasn't a, it wasn't a game. Now, I saw a, a, uh, a video game, like, uh, on PC. I mean, it was supposed to be a render of the actual island in the novel. It was supposed to be inspired from it. And so there was a certain part of the island that actually had an underground enclosure bunker. It was based off of the original map of the novel. And the reason why I bring that up is because in this render of this game, which the Gaming Beaver plays, Clayton plays, a lot of different content creators, best in the slot squares, a lot of different people play this map. And what this map opens up is the entire world of Jurassic Park, the theme park on New Blood. You can even walk around the entire island as well. And it's surrounded by ocean. You've got the river raft, a boat, everything, the docks where Nedry was supposed to meet, um, Biosyn. So the thing is, in this map render, there was a certain locked away Easter egg part where you could go down this little cellar thing with a river raft boat. You get off of it walk down this little ramp and you go down um, the ground of the island of Blar and in the very bottom there's this empty enclosure closed with like plants in it and a little food bowl and a um or sorry a little body of water and a goat that's kind of like tied like chained into the enclosure and so my theory is, what if there was an enclosure that was built into the basement of Jurassic World? Because you got to think about it. Where did they keep the Scorpius Rex? How did they know that the Scorpius Rex was so aggressive? Well, it's not like they let, let the Scorpius Rex run around the damn park. I mean, I'm pretty sure they did build an enclosure. They sedated it, and then they placed it in the enclosure for it to run around. And maybe Wu observed it in that basement while everybody was distracted. They thought he left the island or maybe went back to his headquarters, wherever he was staying, wherever he slept, wherever he chose to rehabilitate, rehabilitate himself. Maybe he chose to go down in these bunkers and work on something else while he was also working on Jurassic World interviewing people, talking to people, trying to convince everyone that everything was okay. So while he was manipulating everyone else at the top, he was also secretively going down to this bunker and observing the Scorpius, and possibly even working with Vic on what to do next. You see, it makes sense when you think that this uh, animal, it was probably night with these exacerbated levels of ferocity since the very beginning. They knew what they were doing, so they put it down there just for safety, and there it was for long. Then when it was too ferocious to even be left there, it was frozen for good. So, well, yeah, it would make sense. But then there's some questions related to that, because as we know, it was made to be 
it's kind of a, a war weapon. But why? Why would wow now it makes even more sense because it's not engine. Right. Which doesn't do it for engine. So it makes sense to have a war weapon. Yeah. Well, yeah, because that's what Vic had even like hinted at before. I think that's that's what his whole speech was when um Owen was, you know, walking down the little ramp when he says, um well, how long has InGen been pitching this pitch? And Vic says, about around the same time we hired you out of the Navy. And this is another side note I want to go on to. It's the same Easter egg and theory that a lot of people had about possibly Owen being a part of the same team, Navy, Navy, Navy men team, branch, whatever you want to call it, that went to Sorna to extract Alan Grant and all of them when Ellie had called. So I'm thinking what happened was, is Owen is the same kid that's in Jurassic Park that basically disrespected the Velociraptor and said that's a six-foot turkey. So what happened was, went to the military, he learned to respect animals, hence why he's so adamant on telling Claire and trying to teach her that it's not about control, that it's about respect. I don't have control over these animals. It's all about mutual respect. That's why you and I never had a second date. So that's kind of like that whole, you know, that's that's kind of what the, where that whole thing comes from. And I think what that has to do with my original point is that maybe there's 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 some history there. Maybe that project did start when they got Owen. Because think about it, Owen. They do need Owen. And they even made that adamantly clear in Fallen Kingdom because of his research of connection between the Raptors. Think about it. Behind the scenes, they would have been waiting for Owen to complete his research because how are you going to test a creature out to the field if you don't exactly have a bond with or sort of control with the creatures? And I think that's also why they died. I think that's also why they may have screwed up their plans because they didn't listen to Owen. Owen was very adamant about you got to take things slow. That's with every every process, with every project. You have to take it at a time. And the thing about it is that's with all scientists, they're mad. They don't want to wait. Uh, records are meant to be broken. You know, they're very arrogant. They're very stubborn. They're very self-centered. You know, centered, And they're very, you know, very focused on what they're doing. So they're they're very reckless. And they'll do anything to get what they need done. Even risking their own lives. I mean, we see this in other monster movies with the scientists. Who just, they just go out of their way to create whatever they want to create. They don't care about science. They don't care about physics. They don't care about rules. They don't care about anything. And that's what um, Crichton made very adamant rest, rest in peace uh, made very adamant in the novels is that science is not supervised so they're free to do all of this dirty work free to do all of this devil's work how do I, I, I'd rather say this devil's work without being supervised so I think that we can we can say that Owen is almost like the centerpiece of their work. Without Owen, they wouldn't be able to 
I, how, how would I say? They wouldn't be able to even make this project a reality in the first place because, as I said, they wanted to product weapons. They wanted to supply military organizations with a weapon, a dinosaur that followed human command that could fight in the wars to save the lives. And even brought up the whole rat thing about, I, I think it was like, tracking down mines or something they use like rats or something in the wars or something i think that's what he says I'm not exactly sure word for word what he said but I, I know he said something about rats and then they use other animals in the wars and things like that and um that was kind of a direct reference to these in-gen park monsters these so-called dinosaurs you know so what do you think well, I mean, yeah, and if, even if you want some jags as related to uh, what time they started the product, there's an entry here in the Matroni backdoor that says that it started in uh, 2012. So maybe if we, we, we check the timeline literally, it means that like um, Owen had been working for those Raptors for about uh, three years. Would that be possible? Three years, yeah. And all he was ever, ever able to do was about a couple of protocols, like just getting them old and the, you know, feeding time, like that, getting and old still. I mean, it, I think Jurassic World made it very clear that Owen, as I said, going back to my original point, very, he was doing things the right way. But Vic Hoskins and Blue, they were all very cushy. They all had agendas. So they didn't care about time. They needed it done now. And that's kind of, I think, where they failed short. They needed the Owen, but at that point, they were just like, no, screw it, we don't need these guys. And that's kind of where the whole chaos theory comes from. Nature is smart. You know, it's very, it's very unforgiving. It's very, you know, rapey, how I say, you know? So, I mean, it's, it's interesting to me because, as I said, with, with Vic Hoskins, he kind of comes in there in that area somehow. Because, I mean, like, it's not... It, and I, and I think that's that's part of what kind of frustrates me about Fallen Kingdom is we didn't exactly get anything like character development wise in Fallen Kingdom. So I think it would be very interesting to see more in Dominion about his character. Maybe we get some flashbacks, as you said, in Dominion of more of him in the hospital, more of him in the park. Like, I would so love to see where he came from, how he came to be, because in Jurassic World, we just see him show up, and it's just, boom, we're set in the scene. Now, what does that have to do with Hoskins? Because they seem to have this sort of, I wouldn't say bond, but this, you know, it's not like Owen hated Hoskins until he started to mess around, mess about with the Raptors. And at first, we can even see in the scene, in the very beginning of the movie, he's telling Hoskins, like, what's up, buddy? Like, what do you need? You know, and he's like kind of like trying to communicate with him and see what he's up, up to. Like Hoskins is just kind of poking around, you know, being a little too nosy. And he's congratulating Owen when he gets the Raptors to get out of his palm. How do I say? Because that's exactly what he says to him. He's like, now you got them eating out of your palm. 
you know, because 65 years ago, these things were running our planet. Now they're bound to us. Now they're answering to us. So I think, and I think even that right there in itself is a metaphor. Because I think Vic is like ultimately putting up an act that he's like proud and happy that we're able to control it. And I think that kind of brainwashes Vic and Dr. Wu into thinking, oh, yeah, maybe we can. And that maybe, and I would even like to see it, I would even like to see a direct line of maybe like Dr. Wu being more ignorant toward Ian and saying, oh, that, that mathematician, that, that theorist, that chaotician, he doesn't know what he's talking about. And then maybe that's how Wu gets eaten. Because he's continuously, like, he's continuously being ignorant towards Ian's theory that life breaks free, life uh, finds a way. So I think, and, and, and maybe we can even get a direct time lapse or timeline where it's like, okay, so, so Dr. Wu dies, but then we get some, some files or maybe some information in Japan that kind of ties back. Okay, we get information on Wu, we get information on Hoskins, we get information on Mills, because think about it, Lockwood died, Mills died, all of them died. They cleared all of that up before we so maybe it depends information maybe like an easter egg maybe some character that's there that kind of like fills in that gap and like talks to maybe the maybe there's a scene where they go to hunt down all the dinosaurs and we're at like a military base and the military base guy they extract information from and we get different files about these different characters like maybe we get a file on Hoskins and it's a reference or something. I think, I mean, just me personally, since we're on the topic of Hoskins, I think I would like to see that in the game. Because, I mean, these characters are not fully explored. No, sure not. I mean, Fallen King was more like a, a desperate excuse for us to have dinosaurs in the mainland. Mm -hmm. You see, uh, this project here, the IBIS project, it is, um, what does that mean? What does that stand for? I have to check it again. Uh, Integrated Behavior Rapture Intelligence Study. Nice. So, the very basics of it was in 1992, Dr. Henry Wu realizing how intelligent the raptors were. And I mean, after the first park was destroyed, and, well, the most dangerous animals were the raptors themselves. Yeah, I guess everybody noticed how smart they were. Just trying the raptors to be war weapons, I guess, there was coming, we all could see that coming. But um, you see, when it comes to these kind of war weapons, uh, I mean, hybrids, did you see that coming? Did you think it was something like that, like a hybrid, a more, even more monstrous raptor than we do, what we already had? So you're asking, do I think is there like other hybrids of some sort? Uh, you see, in 2015, when you, we heard that uh, speech, by Vic Hoskins, he was saying like, uh, that one, a fraction of the size, deadly yeah. intelligence. Oh, so that you line, you're, you're, you're referring to the line that he's, he tells them at the very end, where he was he was basically hinting towards something. You know, when he, uh, when Gray tells uh, Hoskins that that's not a dinosaur, he's like, you know what, kid? That, no, it's not. Yeah, but so it's a weapon, and he starts going into what it is. And if we were to harness that power, something a fraction of the size, I think that's how the line goes, or however it goes. And I think what he 
might have been referring to it's definitely obviously it's not referring to Bluto Raptor because it was enabled behind from Bluto Raptor. The only thing he could really do was play dead. I mean, it's not like he really had any abilities. It was just clearly a prototype. But I think with the Scorpius Rex, because we have to get to see what he can do, or she, I don't know the gender, this is this guy, um, this girl, whatever. Um, I think it would be cool if it's a female, because Ripper loves the male. Um, and that would ultimately be, that would actually prove why the Scorpius Rex is even more deadly, because they've even proved that franchise and the female is more stronger and more deadly. Um, so I think it would be really interesting for it to be a female. And to answer your question fully and definitively, yes, I do think it is the Scorpion, because I don't think he was referring to anything else. Now, yes, we do have some source material that there is a hybrid, though, in Jurassic Park that wasn't explored, that was supposed to be explored in Camp Cretaceous. There was a area called supposed to be explored in the show. And originally, when we saw those ceratops and those, I think it was and those baryonics in those cages, my theory is that they were from Sora, and they were shipped there. And maybe, like, and when I saw that scene, back to it, when I saw that scene, I thought they were supposed to be the hybrids in those cages, and they were just abandoned there. They, they weren't let free. Like, I thought the Sinceratops was the Stegoceratops from Jurassic World game and um, Jurassic World Evolution. But then when I just saw that they were Sinceratops and that they were Baryonyx and Stegos, ones that looked like to be from Sorna, or maybe a different variant, I'm not sure, it just kind of seemed to be like it was just a Sorna reference because where would those dinosaurs come from? And it's not like we've explored the other islands. Now, in TLW, we explore the five deaths because it was brought up as a reference, but we didn't really know about Montesteros or as, as, um, Altenrani or how do you say or the other Spanish, you know, you know, titled names of the islands. We just know about New Blar and Sona. So I think, um, I think that he definitely was referring to the Scorpius Rex. 750. Oh, yeah. it might have been the case. You see, in 2015, when I, I heard that, I was in the movie theater. Back in the day, when I could go to the movie theaters, um, I actually imagined that he meant something like uh, this hybrid that we just created uh, in Dominus Rex. Mm -hmm. It's not full yet, it's not fully grown. So I thought that was what he meant, because I knew nothing of uh, all the hybrids. Well, what did you imagine when you heard that in 2015? What did I imagine when I heard about the Dominus Rex? Yeah, when you heard that, that speech in 2015. Um, I remember, like, at that point in my life, to that, but I, I will what I thought about the Dominus, uh, of it being. So, like, I originally thought that it was just going to be the Dominus from some, like, hybrid thing, you know? Because I had saw some concept art of from AP4 um, that Clayton touched upon a lot in his videos of hybrid going to be more just like a Wi-Fi type of thing. But then when I saw the sign, what a lot of the different like concept art and on the 
is, I don't know, this, this crocodilian teeth and the mouth open and then the quills on the back of the neck. And I was like, what's possible? Sort of bigger T-Rex hybrid. When I heard the Nominous Rex, I just thought of, okay, maybe it's a hybridized T-Rex. Like from what we see, a lot of the different concept art. And I thought, fun fact, as soon as I heard of the name Indominus Rex, and I saw kind of like the silhouette of the Indominus paddock, because in 2015, we actually got a paddock, and it's like all of the people walking towards the park. The two posters that got released was the Indominus's paddock and people walking around it. And it says, park is open. Jurassic World movies and another poster where it's like a kid that kind of looks like Ray and he's got his little hand on the, on the glass and it's Rexy like standing there putting her nose in the glass and she's kind of peering around the tree and those two posters kind of intrigued because the first poster I could tell okay maybe that's maybe that's the T-Rex I was like but what T-Rex and then I didn't know it was Roberta until I actually watched the movie because I think even the trailers gave away that might have been Rex. So, but I wasn't sure. I thought maybe it was like the PLW Rises new Rex that they brought into the Maybe they had captured or incubated or something. But then I remembered that Jurassic Park was a certain island. And I remember when the movie came out, I was thinking, well, I mean, did they really take Jurassic World on another island where they could just build it on Jurassic Park? And I actually was right when I watched Jurassic World that it did take place on the new world. But as far as the Indominus Rex goes, I remember having, I remember owning this poster from when it came out. I bought it actually at Walmart um, when my my family, they had went out and bought my cousins a lot of different toys and merch and shit like that. And I was, whatchamacallit, I had money at the time, so I basically bought myself my own poster. And I remember owning the poster, and I remember it was this pretty size too, like normal posters, movie posters. So it was pretty big. It's not like I can zoom in and take a picture of it or something. It's like I can lay it down on my floor in my room, and I can take a good look at it. And when I saw the silhouette, it intrigued me. I was thinking of something like Ultimus or some sort of intermixed hybrid. Yeah, that'd be even more crazier, right? So. Good thing they didn't go that fast. Mm. I mean, yeah, that, that would be brilliant. Love the hybrid as well, but uh, you see, Dominance Rex is already crazy enough. They have so many creatures in a single animal, so exactly. Ultimus Horror, good thing it was not that. Mm. So, like, um, how do we come much here? Uh, and you think then the E750 might be much more dangerous, and I agree that makes sense, it's frozen. How do you think they're going to do with that since they just put it there with children? Well, I mean, I'm actually going to be watching an invitation when I come back for my birthday because I'm supposed to be live streaming uh, Jurassic Park when I go for my birthday, but I'm not going to be able to watch it until I come back. So, I mean, I don't really want to. I don't really want to go too much into Ken Cretaceous because I don't really know anything and I've been avoiding the trailers. So I can't exactly tell you anything when it comes to Ken Cretaceous yet because I haven't even watched. Like, well, okay, I watched one trailer 
which was the very first one that they released, which a buddy of mine, which is actually a girl, not buddy, but uh, a, a friend of mine uh, who gives me a lot of my source-related stuff when it first comes out, she actually sent me the fun fact, her name's actually Yaz, her Instagram name is actually Yaz, and she sent me um, the very first trailer that was released, I think, in Japan, I think, and we got, because that's the thing about a lot of different markets, it's, it's weird. Um, you know, when it comes to the movies, America always gets it first, but in other countries, they seem to get a lot of the trailers and a lot of the other virtual shit first. So if you didn't know that, that's actually how that works. It's weird, it's almost like a, a trade. It's almost like we get the movies first and they get them later on. All the early release trailers and shit, they get it first. We get it later on, which I guess makes sense, but it is kind of frustrating for us. But, um, so, um, I'm not really gonna go into Cambridge's in this live. As I said, I don't really know anything apart from, uh, the, the trailers that we saw. And I've already actually reviewed that, so I can't exactly, like, answer your question, because I mean, like, I don't really know. Like, the only thing I really saw was concept um so i feel like what i'm gonna do is i'm just gonna try to like go back onto the topic of hobbies and see what else we can try to explore so far um we've explored how he could be there on the we've explored how, like his character like if he was part of the military branch and then we've also explored the different projects he could have worked on Scorpius Rex, or possibly the, um, uh, what should I call it, other test subjects, like the hybrid zone, maybe we work on different hybrids, because even though we can't necessarily take live-action Lego series on, you know, more for, towards kids, but there are a lot of different references in that show, where they did give Hoskins more of a character, where it was more silly, more confusing. As I said, more towards the child audience. I mean, Vic Hoskin was still a very anonymous character, and there were even other characters in the show that kind of gave that an anonymous, like, what are you doing here kind of character, you know? So I think that, um, I think that we can take that seriously, though. Like, not, not the whole show, because obviously, as I said, soft canon. Um, a, a lot like the Lego Jurassic World the game on Xbox 360. That's very um, not canon. Because it's more goofy as well in those Lego games. But I think um, what we can try to do, at least for the time games, we can take a lot of what the show does and we can try to put it into our own theaters now and say something like, well, maybe he had other adventures. Maybe he did help Claire and and Owen. I'm pretty sure, like, we do we do of 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 the park's mistakes and park's you know adventure, and I think that's what the Lego live action show does. It kind of shows you maybe what the park went through in all those years. You know, it said that the park was successful for about a couple of years, um, and that's what Colin confirmed. In you know, behind the scenes, that Jurassic Park is a failed park. You know, it's, it's Johnny and it's Jurassic World is Johnny's legacy. And 
but it's, it's only successful if it takes what Jurassic Park did and it breaks those laws. Now, obviously, it fails. You know, the kingdom fall, fallen kingdom. But um, it's, <laughs> it's, you know, <laughs> yeah, it, it, um, it, you know, it's only successful if they take what Jurassic Park done, or sorry, did, and it, you know, it breaks, it breaks with lungs, and, and I think that's why it's, it's successful for years so i think um i think for all the questions that i so far because there's not a lot about hoskins but i think all we think about that as far as um character his whereabouts you know his background um so so is there i'm, I'm pretty much out of ideas or what to talk about. I, I, I think we're going Because, you know, if we cover anything else, it'll be more uh, speculation. So, I mean, like. Like, uh, he worked with this project. So, I guess uh, his plan that we can work with was getting the war weapon. That's just what you can basically get. Right. So, eventually, the war weapon was created. And that was something that was close to that already in underground. So plan was making a weapon and it was successful, but it could have been successful earlier. Like we could have gotten a, something like a Reaper, the Interruptor in 2015, because we already got something like that. We, we got a 750. Mm -hmm. I guess that's the plan. So now the question would be, what would have happened had the Reaper, the Interruptor been created that back in that time in 2015, not later. So you're saying that plenty was. So as as I said, we explored his character, we explored his background, we explored who he could have been working with. We explored a lot of different areas today. We answered a lot of different questions. But now what you're saying is that the plan was for him to like what he was up to. We're answering that question. We're answering what he actually was up to. Was he was creating this plan to work with the military or at least the secret organization to create these war weapons. Yeah, that's basically what I know. I mean, it was not working just for engine, that's for sure. And engine didn't want and didn't need a war weapon. So, you know, we don't really know who that was for, but there was a war weapon being created. And right. That is it. So, what happened? Had it been created in 2015, not just years later, because, well, Jurassic World was also a fire park. Right. I mean, if you think about it, when it comes to Biosyn, they're just fighting over the dinosaurs so that they can create them and make a profit over them, like what John was doing. So I don't even think they have anything to do with, like, the Manticore or maybe their organization. I think Manticore was just, as a matter of fact, I think Manticore was also. Um, tied into that as well. I think they all three were trying to fight for dominance over the dinosaurs and they could profit from it. But I think this whole plan of making war weapons, I think that was its project. I think that was a whole different project. I think all the while Biosyn Indian and Manticore were fighting for power, I think there was also a side project that was going on. And think about it, it's possible because if they were in the basement of Jurassic World incubating up all the different war weapons, and what could have happened was they could have been incubating all of these different 
creatures that go out to the military and endure that as, as a sort of distraction. While the park is successful and up and everybody's happy, you know, you know, as Ronnie's trying to check all the different animal behavior in the parts, you know, success and everything, these scientists go down here during this devil's work creating these abominations to go out to this, you know, secret organization or some random person to create these weapons, um, it, it kind of plays as a sort of distraction and they kind of have that open window to things. So it kind of makes sense that they were able to. And maybe in Camp Cretaceous, while they're exploring Jurassic Park, maybe they will go back to Jurassic World and will eventually um, find other hybrids. Maybe, maybe in the wreckage, maybe the Scorpius Rex will accidentally bump into other paddocks, or maybe other rooms, and will accidentally open up other rooms where we find things like maybe Ferrisaurus, or maybe other dinosaurs that we haven't seen before. Like possibly, what if we see a baby Spinosaurus that they possibly incubated, and maybe that's why the toy is in the toilet. I mean, I've been rare to see a original source in the Jurassic franchise. If we finally got that one, that'd be brilliant. Yeah, I mean, I have one or two in a while. I mean, especially, well, I mean, the, the, the Easter eggs, or sorry, not the Easter eggs, the spoilers for Dominion is that we're going to be getting a, um, a Therese in a source. Um, so, and, and there's a lot of different posts going around actually saying that it's going to be a movie, which I think is pretty cool. Because it is, you know, as a lot of my friends will agree, um, as a lot of people, I think, it's it's a very interesting different you know, herbivore because it, it's, you know, it's it's a herbivore. Um, and the, and the, the reason why I'm saying it's a herbivore is because even though we've given a lot of herbivores, a lot of herbivores, their fate is very inevitable. They always die. They rarely fight back. It's very a rare scene where the herbivores fight back. Like in CLW, the cops have fought back against the humans. And we have seen a scene where the Sinceratops kind of beats the hell out of the Carnotaurus. And the Carnotaurus also gets bitched by Rexy, who she stomps on the Carnotaurus. So I think scenes like that are great and all, but I think the Therizinosaurus will kind of like change that tide because the Therizinosaurus can fight against it. It's like an outsource, possibly some Velociraptors. Like that, maybe some dynamics, you know, pyro More recently, actually, the the hubfuls have just been used as to be killed. Uh, I mean, three sauropods have just been killed in the I don't know since 2015. We have first uh, the so uh, the um, all those apatosaurus, and then we have a brachiosaurus in Camp Cretaceous that died for no reason. Died from and then um, and then in fall. Uh, Jurassic yeah. uh, the, the very first dinosaur it unfortunately dies to the volcano, which I think was the worst scene in that movie, but, you know, it happened, whatever. But, <laughs> I, um, yeah, we see a lot of herbivore deaths, and I think that, in my personal opinion, even though I like herbivores more, I think we do herbivores more herbivore love and more, you know, fairness. Because um, it's not fair that the carnivores take over. I believe that there needs to be more of a balance. Because um, 65 minutes ago, there wasn't uh, 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 
there wasn't a, okay, well, the carnivores always want No, it wasn't like that. There were many, many herbivores that did, you know, fight back and didn't give the carnivore a fair fight. Like, I mean, you see, Tyrannosaurus Rex had a hard enough time trying to rival Triceratops. There were hundreds of times where, okay, those, those horns were going to break Tyrannosaurus' chest, and it wasn't getting back up. So I think that I would like to see that before you're like, you're almost intimidated by how strong these carnivores are. You're shitting your hands practically as the carnivores, but I think it would be very cool to not hype it up too much like the blue, but the herbivores very, how do I say, you know, equal to the carnivores. I think it would be really cool to see. And be fair, you. Well, I mean, and the well, we still a bit here, but yeah, that'd be cool. Especially like I'm so into theories of forest that I even wrote some short stories regarding that in some kind of lost world. I told you about that, right? So uh, yeah, that's a quite into about yeah, you know, just the general concept of a lost world, like a, a place where a prehistoric creature has survived, that kind of stuff. Yes. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, I really hope that we learn creatures, more and more herbivores, and dominion, more herbivores that we haven't seen. And I would really like to see more unique dinosaurs by the scientists. Because think about it, we're not only going to see the dinosaurs we know from the rest of the world. Biosyn is also coming into the movie, but then we're also going to have people around the world creating their own dinosaurs. So I think we should only get unique dinosaurs from Biosyn, and also have all the homemade dinosaurs that were invaded, kind of coming in and trying to fight for their dominance in the world that they've now just walked into. Almost like they broke out of their home, meaning the place they've been created, and then they've just ran out into the world and stampeded alongside all of the other dinosaurs that were out there, like Rexy herself and Pyro Raptors and all the different dinosaurs. Yeah, and I mean, in that way, actually, that way could be that Biosyn was preparing itself. And then, uh, in came then the war weapons. So, uh, well, Quackoach, by the way, welcome back, and everyone. Y'all can help us theorize on that now. So, like, uh, don't you think that that could be the Biosyn knew that the whole world was being, like, dinosaurs were also gang. So, maybe they wanted these war weapons because dinosaurs are the new thing. So, Yes, it's wow. like maybe that project is still happening, maybe that project is still going. Because, I mean, even though it's unsuccessful and all these scientists were unsuccessful, but Wu is the last standing man in this. Yeah, because, I mean, oh. basically, had it happened in 2015, we've already had a war. Right. But with Dan, whoever their source was, it was commissioned, so maybe they're frustrated. could have already, uh, I don't know, gotten up on its feet again, because we don't know what it's been up to for, I don't know, with, uh, like two decades? Yes. It's been darkness. Mm. So that could be, they could be already going for this branch for a long time already. Yep. I mean, it's, it's definitely possible. It's been going on for a while. So, 
I mean, yeah, and, and I was going to say, too, there was an interview uh, that B.B. Wong had uh, early on. I think uh, Clayton covered it, where B.B. Wong was basically going into his death in the movie, like what happens in uh, the book, when it's like that's described, actually, with that curtain, and it's camped on the curtain, flashlight from behind So I think that, as I said, I think that his work will definitely be because I think it's that, you know, uh, uh, what is it, uh, Ian's chaos. I, I think it's the constant running through the bright times that, well, I mean, if you're going to play God, you're going you're to die. Um, you're going to be killed by your own work. And, um... Yeah, it's gonna end with gonna end with woo. I'm really thinking woo. Ah, that has happened to every villain actually. I mean except Doctor Henry Wu, because um no his might to survive, I guess. And here with that maybe maybe just as you see as a reminder of the original Jurassic Park and then we'll destroy him as the last thing we had. Yeah, that's what I need to do. I need to I need to celebrate the whole entire franchise when Wu dies in the movie. I need to make an entire <laughs> montage of just all of the different villains dying. <laughs> like just a different montage of all their deaths just together. It's just like happy death day. Happy death day dress. Just all of their different groups and aspects in the movies and the franchise can't retaceous. That I can even do the games for certain characters not. <laughs> that would be so awesome to see. Where it's like just like like and, and the other reason why I say it, it would be awesome to see because it kind of like highlights like the story and the points and like what happens, you know, the the um the effect of of you know John Hammond's dream. It's almost like a curse, a uh, 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 a bad what is it called? Bad juju, you know. Considering Wu uh, and John created this, well, I mean, as Ian says himself, the rape of the natural world. So, yeah, man. That's, I, I think we highlighted that very well. I mean, this this live stream is really intriguing. Try to search for more answers on Vic. Actually, I'm gonna be looking up and down the, uh, the source material a lot now because, as I said, they updated it. So I implore every single one of you guys to go do more research on EBG. It updated. There's more stuff there. Um, there's always more stuff because they've added a lot of different passages and sections. Um, and as I said, it's EBG.com, so it's accessible. You can access Google. EPG, no big deal there. Uh, just type in EPG.com, make sure that it is the Stegosaurus. Uh, and I, I think that the, the words are literally, it says EPG, e dot, uh, e dot G, and it, I think the words have like the plates of Stegosaurus, and the words are Stegosaurus, and it's green. And uh, as I said, I'm going to do a live stream, possibly even a post dedicated to bring different new information that I, I think that a lot of people 
don't know yet. And if certain people do know it, that's fine. But if I can at least, you know, impress or you know, shock a few people with the information, that, you know, mission, mission, uh, mission success. <laughs> so that's definitely something we'll be working on. But um, so this will be also for the podcast. Can you tell us where people can find you if they want to talk to you or see what your content? Uh, definitely, yeah. So um, I have a lot of different you know, um, accessible sort of, um, social medias. Um, so all of my information is on my account. Um, obviously, on Instagram, I'm RiverTheNoRaptor01, and I have other accounts on Instagram as well. Um, they all trade away into other genres, like I have a Marvel account, I have a meme account, I have other accounts on this platform, um, and that all that information is on, it's under my bio on this account. Um, all you gotta do is scroll uh, to the right, and all of that information is there. It should say Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, I have all of that information there. And then I also have my um, YouTube channel linked to my bio. Um, you can go suddenly go like me, go follow the journey at DragoXYT. Um, and then other than that, you know, as I said, all of my information is accessible to my account. So if you want to find me anywhere else, Discord, Twitter, everything else, it's there on my account. All right, thank you, Mike. Thank you for uh, well, joining us today. It was marvelous. It will be being posted on the Graphic Fan, the Resident Podcast. You can find us on Google Podcast, Spotify, everywhere else you have your podcast. Well, thank you. That was quite special. All right, sounds good. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for coming. I appreciate all the all the answers, and I, I you know, thanks for thanks for taking me up on uh, taking on a certain subject. I'm glad that we covered uh, Vic today because um, I, I, you know, in the future I would like to take down other topics. Um, but I was I was intrigued, as I said, by by Hoskins. So I'm glad we covered it. Thanks for uh, bringing the uh, ideas. I'm honored to be a part of it. Okay, and that was it, guys. Thank you for listening to our special episode. And well, we'll see you next week with our regular schedule. Bye-bye.